Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. Today is also a good day. Because on October the 29th, 2020, the Court of Appeal ruled that the media could not disclose the name of a deceased child who had been the victim of crime if they'd been involved in criminal proceedings after 2001. Sounds a bit complicated, but to put it in a nutshell, all of a sudden, on October the 29th, 2020, our newsroom, when reporting stories about the tragic incidents of children being murdered, um, murders being brought to court uh, in relation to you know children who had been either violently raped or killed or whatever it happened to be, they could not name the children. And the parents of those children were outraged, absolutely outraged, that they felt their children were being forgotten, that all of a sudden they had no right to have their own children's names mentioned. Now, the Minister for Justice, everybody was very upset about it. It was a loophole of the law, unfortunately. There was widespread anger at the decision from families across Ireland and also from politicians. But now... The Children Amendment Bill 2020 will reverse the court's judgment. Now, you remember, remember last year we spoke to the wonderfully brave woman named Kathleen Shada. Kathleen's world was shattered when her husband, Sanjeev, murdered her two sons, Owen and Rory, back in 2013. And Kathleen joins me again on the air this afternoon. Kathleen, it's a good news day, isn't it? It is. It is, Niall. I suppose for me and, and for many families like, like my, in the same situation, there's a certain bittersweetness about it mm-hmm. um, because it is something that's positive. It's something to, to be glad about and to be happy about. And yet the circumstance around, around it for us individually is such that, you know, that, that, we've, that we have to be. Um, that we're in the position that we're in, I suppose, with the losses that we're, we're going through. And um, the, 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 last that, time, the last time I spoke to you, by the way, uh, I remember you were fighting to keep your son's killer uh, behind bars because he had also put in a bid for parole. Yes. And, and I yes. don't know how that's going at the moment. Maybe you could give us an update on that from your point of view. How do you believe that's going at the moment? Um, uh, at the moment, I know that the new parole act is to be commenced at the, well, they're planning at the end of June. Um, so I'm hoping that because I haven't heard anything or, or any updates, um, there is a part of that that's retrospective. So there's a little part of me that's hoping that if that is commenced, so the sooner it's commenced, the better. If it is commenced and his hearing hasn't happened yet, because I know they've had some delays over COVID, that it is quite possible that he will actually um, not be eligible until uh, 12 years so there's a little bit of hope for me on that one as okay, well. Okay, that's good. Well, that's good. That's good hope for you yeah. as well. And, and I, don't, I don't want to go through the whole thing because we, we did talk to you before about everything that happened back in 2013. But needless to say, every day, you know, that never goes away. And I, I, how are you, Kathleen? Because that's more important at the moment. Because for anybody listening, and we all remember the story back in 2013 when, when young Owen and Rory were taken away from us. Yeah. But I mean, as a mother... And to know that your husband murdered your own two sons, that must be something that you carry with you every single day. So how are you now? Um, I suppose moving forward with life. Um, it's not about moving on. I keep saying it's moving forward and bringing the boys with me. Um, and, and that has to happen. It's, it's Life goes on. <laughs> it's, a mm-hmm. very, you know, it's a saying, but, but it, it does. And it has to. Um, it doesn't. It changes for me. It's not as acute a pain. It's a pain that I can live with now um, and that I do live with. Um, so in that respect, time time changes. It doesn't, 
it doesn't heal. Um, because I don't think there's healing from this. I don't no, want I, to I know that's this, a bit cliche, is that time is a great yeah, healer, but yeah. but it, maybe but it, it just it, makes things easier, I suppose, it, to get through. It makes through, it easier, yeah. To get uh, through so the blunts, day. It blunts that, that, that really strong, acute pain. But but the grief is there, the pain is there all the time. And, but you do live with it, and you can live with it. Um, you but know, it, it must and, have been very difficult, you know, since 2020, yeah. you know, when you were in, on media or whatever yeah. it was, that you couldn't mention the name of your yeah. own two children's names. That must have been that was, awful. That was the weirdest, the weirdest thing. The very first interview I did on that um, was so strange. It was, it was I mean, I, I'm, you know, I'm somewhat used to, I suppose, interviews in a way now, and, and I can usually, you know, talk fairly well and, and that, but it was a really strange sensation and strange feeling to to have to censor myself. Basically, I couldn't mention my name. I couldn't mention the boys' names, Owen and Rory. I couldn't mention my ex-husband. I, you know, so there was there was and 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 that was strange. I've done a couple of interviews on our local radio that was done anonymously. You know, now people recognise my voice, but it was the it, and, and this is the thing, you know, I mean, yeah. we're talking to a woman yeah. whose husband um, killed her own two children in 2013 on a particular date, and everybody knows who you are, everybody knows who your children are, and yet you yeah. weren't allowed to say that just because of this particular ruling yeah. in the court. Now, thankfully, that has now been reversed. Yeah. But I mean... Yeah. It, it was just an incredible, and I know many other parents, because there was many other big stories as well since yours, yeah. you know, of young children who had been killed in similar circumstances, by the way, yeah. as well. And the fact that we couldn't mention Anna Creasel's name, for example, was another yeah. big one that everybody will remember from two years ago yeah. in that court case as well. It was just incredible that we couldn't talk about these children. And it was almost like we were letting their memories slip away. And that's it. And, and sometimes you feel as though you're being very dramatic when you say that. But actually, it's the reality, you know. And, and look, you know, there's, there's many families out there that don't want to be public, don't want to talk. And that's fine, yeah. In, in, and that's fine. And that is absolutely their right. But it's equally the, the, the same right should be for those of us that do want to. And, and, and I do it for a reason. I suppose it is keeping Owen and Rory's memory alive. But it's also, I hope that they will have an impact and will influence change within the justice system here. So that's part of, of I suppose, my, mm-hmm. their legacy in a way and, and, and that. And the reality is it is only when the likes of myself and other families who do talk out do speak out that things do change. You know, there isn't an impetus to, to make many, many changes. And, and one of my things is very much about making the justice system more victim-centric. And, and because it's not at the moment, it's very much geared towards, the, in my own view anyway, towards the um, the perpetrator. And, and I was going to and, ask you that, actually, Kathleen. Yeah. I mean, the, the prison services themselves, how have they supported you or, or have you got any support oh. whatsoever from the state? <laughs> Not, not particularly. Um, I have had support. So I go back, we'll say, eight years ago, and I had a fantastic Garda liaison officer um, mm-hmm. and uh, from Carlo. And, you know, he he managed to, to I suppose, guide me through. And he was it was great to have just that one person. But I do believe there needs to be, um, uh, a, a, I suppose, a complete review. I know that a review has happened in regards to familicide and domestic homicide, um, mm-hmm. quite recently and that's to be reported on quite soon um, but I do think that there needs to be a almost a department if you like for victims yes uh, I wouldn't disagree with you that, 
because we, we spend an awful lot of time focusing on the aggressors and those who are found guilty because, look, we have all sorts of, you know, encouragement for them in prison to rehabilitate, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, or train in law, whatever they want to do. So, I mean, we focus a lot on their well-being, yeah. so why not focus on the well-being of those they leave behind? Behind, exactly. And there's an awful lot of things that, that could make it, would make it easier. And, you know, what, what you end up having, having is a situation where you've got, let's say, if I take my own story, you know, we've got me, and those around me that are supporting me are equally grieving. So mm. my family, my friends, those people that you kind of turn to, they're grieving um, the loss of Owen and Rory. And, you know, they're, they're mm. equally as stunned by what happened because Sandra is a part of our, our, our family, are part of our lives. And, you know, so they're equally as betrayed, slightly differently, but they're, they're also betrayed by, by that. So there's a huge amount that's going on. And, and we're having to make decisions, as has come out, in, you know, over the, the last, very recently and beyond that. Decisions are made even down to where, if the perpetrator has, has killed themselves, where they're buried and who, whether the children are buried with them. Those sorts of things that it needs to, there needs to be some agency, if you like, that comes in and has, is able to, or some training even. Right, know, but I know I we, was, we spoke to Amy Barrett going back about two hmm. weeks ago and Amy had been raped yeah. by her father when she was a young girl and she spoke very bravely about the same thing, that the support systems need to be put in place for those yeah. who have been left behind. Because of, but it's not. It's only there seemingly to deal with those who perpetrate the crimes. Yes, yeah. and that's the problem with this. Um, so, you know, and even just navigating normal stuff. I had to cancel the children's allowance. I've talked about that before. That was the one of the biggest, most traumatic things I had to do And, at and the that's time. something we just don't think about, that no. you, you had two children, and all of a yeah. sudden you don't have two children anymore. Yeah. It, it, you know, basically yeah. in the blink of an eye. And, yeah. and those kind of logistical things about just cancelling children's allowance, because, of course, uh, you don't yeah. want to end up in a situation with the Department of Social Welfare accusing you of fraud that's or something true. like that. You know what I mean? And, and that must be really that's... difficult to do. I mean, yeah. imagine ringing up, you know, obviously you have to ring up a civil servant uh, and yeah. say, you know, I want to cancel my children's allowance. The first question I'm going to say is why? And you why? go, because they're yeah. dead. Yeah. You know, I mean, how that, that's a really difficult how? thing to do. And, and that's it. And, you know, and, and things like, and then the normal stuff. You know, the bills still come keep coming through. The mortgage still had to be paid. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so the normal things in life. Now, I was in the circumstances incredibly lucky. I got great support from my, my um, employer. Um, and they were in a position that they could do that. Not every, not every person is working. Not every person is in a position where that can happen. Um, and, of course, some people will be in a local community where there'll be a lot of yep. help. And some won't. Some will be on their and own. Some, that's it, you see, and and you know, so those normal things still had to had to happen, if you like. Now, again, I would have gone or could have gone to the bank. They were very good to me. They, you know, they would have given me breaks and stuff like that if it had come to it. But I, I, I wasn't, in, I didn't need to do that. I was, you know, as I say, my my work continued paying. They they were very supportive. But what I, I suppose, when I when I talk about this, there's a cost involved in this. Just because it's not a state payment or or whatever, there's still a cost. I had quite intensive um, uh, psychotherapy for a, I saw a psychologist, um, you know, and he was incredibly good to me. He saw me three times a week to begin with, and you know, it didn't. Um, he he took me on basically um, without um, it, it, it. It didn't cost me any anything mm-hmm. in those, especially in those early days. But there's a cost to that, and of that's what I think sometimes people. I know we've kind of gone off on a tangent here now, but that's what people forget. So there is a cost to all of these things, 
you know, even within my family that um, that needed some support and needed counselling, you know, there's... there's well, with the, with the greatest respect, Kathleen, we spend millions on things that are yes. less important, to be honest with you, in this country. Yes. So I can't see why the cost factor couldn't be funded by the state and, yes. and should easily, because I, I can only imagine what it would have been like to be in your situation. I mean, it's bad yes. enough for a parent to lose a child because no parent ever expects to lose a child. Exactly. But to lose two children and under those circumstances, horrific yes. cir- circumstances yes. like that, I don't know how anybody comes through that. And they yeah. can't come through that without help from others. They just can't. And that's exactly, exactly. And, and if, you, if you're not in a position where you're, you know, and, and look, it's obvious, I, I'd like to think it's obvious from talking to me that I'm, you know, I have got a good grounding. I have, I know where to look for the help if I need it. Mm-hmm. Um, but not everybody has that. And not everybody has the same support. Not, and, that's, and, and even the fact that that's not equal, if you like, is bizarre to me. Um, you know, so look, mm. I'm, and, and that's why, that's why I talk out. It's why I do what I do because I would like to think that at some point in the future, this will change, and the the, the recognition for what families and what victims go through of all crimes. I'm not just talking, you know, about um, uh, about uh, specifically in, in you know, like my yours, case, yes. But um, you know, that there is that support. Not everybody will avail of it. Not everybody will need to avail of it. I know, I know. There are, there are a lot of people, as you rightly said, in your position who would just like to yeah. remain private and don't want, to, don't want yeah. to talk about it. And, you know, and there's many reasons why you do. It helps you, I know, yeah. too, to talk about it. Yeah. And it helps you to keep the memory, of course, of Owen and Rory alive as well. Yeah. It helps you to keep pressure on the prison service. And it also helps you to keep pressure on the state to support people like you and other people who may want to remain quiet uh, to give them that support. But, Kathleen, you're doing a wonderful job. It's a wonderful day. And it's a wonderful yes. time. At least now we can talk about them again and remember them as they should be remembered. Listen, Kathleen, thank you very much, Neil, exactly. for coming on the air. Thank you, now. There you go, Kathleen Chada. Um, after the break, by the way, let's talk about those useless things that you purchase. All right, the number is 087-188-0008. That's 087-188-0008. What a wonderfully, wonderfully brave woman. Can you imagine, can you only imagine what it must be like to go through what she went through back in 2013 when your own husband, the man you married, the person you trust, the father of your children, decides to kill your two children in cold blood. Can you only imagine how that would make you feel? And for her to be on the radio talking to me eight years later or seven years later, uh, talking to me the way she's talking to me so bravely, and we've interviewed uh, Kathleen before and talked to her before, it's just so wonderful to hear. And uh, I wish her continued... um, a wonderful future, and I and I know she'll never ever forget Rory and Owen, and she will continue her fight to make sure that Sanjeev stays in jail as well. Um, and I think everybody should support her in that. Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi award winning Niall Boylan show. Classic hits.